0: Uh, they all are quoted uh, as and, and giving this year. But, umpumide of lo komar. But Hashem never quotes Meir because revmeyer studied from a rotten apple. Why is that? The answer is, because he taught. Now, Gamora, when it calls him acher, that's not his name. We don't even want to mention his name. He's acher. He's, he's the other one. He's, he's different. He, he's 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 the only one in history who um, you know was a sage and left, and he cut down the cut down the trees. Omele, he said to him, "Va'amai, what's the problem?" Revmeir Meir uh Rimon Motsa, he found a pomegranate. Tocho al chokli pasazorak. He ate the good sweet stuff on the inside, and he threw out the rind. That's no problem. So. Yes. i was just curious, it was troubling me. What about all the good things and credit he got up to the point that he
1: turned? Yeah. I mean, he, he obviously built up a lot of credits, and, th- and then he turned, and so then there's bad.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so the truth is there's a real dilemma, really, and it, it's, it goes with life. Like, what if a person was good most of their life, and then in the end they go, they change, or vice versa? Like, how do, how do we balance all of that? You know, how do you weigh the good and the bad you and know, it's cer- true, like you know, someone has lived terrible their whole life and then we have to think right. more about them going to because it wasn't really amazing. Right. In it, a, it, a certain it, way Remeyr was saying they weren't sure what to do, meaning like usually a person like that, uh, you know, would it would be clear you go to Ganaiden or you go to Gehenim. But like the uh Acher was like so different. They uh went through this process of the smoke, you know, of the burning of the um but i am saying the answer is really kind of, kind of they they discussed it. It's a complicated subject how how to how to deal with that. Like a person had forty good years, and then in the end they they last twenty years they they're not so good. So does that take away from the forty good years they, they were saddic and they gave shear and they you know so what happens to those years? so okay. so the interesting thing here is that because they pleaded with Eliyahu on the case of Rime. Uh, Eliyahu accepted Hashem's. Uh, Hashem accepted the plea to Eliyahu to change the status of Rav Meir. That's what the Gemara is saying. So, as from this time on, they did begin to quote uh, Rev Meir on the Academy upstairs. Now Hashem says, not only does he call him Rav Meir, he says, Meir Bini, my son, Meir," which is a sign of. uh, But it's just amazing that just by arguing with Eliyahu, you can change the reality of what was happening up there. They needed somebody to vocalize. See, otherwise there was a concern that people would learn the bad stuff of Acher. Uh, If you sang what, uh, the the student of Acher is quoted, then they'll learn the bad stuff. So it had to be publicly spoken out. No, uh, that Romero only kept the good stuff. The rest got spit up. He got thrown away with the pits. Uh, So, once that was vocalized, so from then on, everybody understood Rivmeyer only kept the good stuff. Okay. So, now, just on a separate thing, what was the particular teaching that they quoted in the name of Rivmeyer? So, it may not be connected. We're just trying to show that from then on, Rivmeyer got the credit. Um, So, what the particular teaching had to do... um, with a uh, somebody who's uh, being um, killed in a bezdin, so uh, when a person is given misas bezdin, that was the particular teaching. And there's a pasuk over there about leaving the body overnight. It's a halacha about not hanging it. And, uh, so it says over there, it uses the word klala. So Remeir says besmanche ademitzarav. When a person is in pain, guess what? Shkina ma lashan omeris. What does the Shkina say? Koleini mirosh, koleini mizroya. That just like the person who is, the criminal who's executed is there, he's in pain, so too even the Shkina is in pain. They used to have, it with the old Dennis the Menace thing. Son, you know, when I whip you, it's going to hurt me just as much as it's going to hurt you. That was like the... uh, uh the famous uh I, thought, I think he said something back, but I forgot what it was already that was uh maybe not in the same way. <laughs> the, the, uh, but uh the idea here is that Hashem is saying that it pains him uh when people have to face judgment. So then the Gemara comments, shir shoyim. This was your mayor's comment. If Hashem is in pain on the blood of the wicked, Kavukomer Adam shall you. Imagine how much he's in pain when the righteous Suffer Okay, next Ashkecha So we are done with Acher, By the way, that's it. No more Acher Riv But the Gemara still has a few more comments. What about other great people that uh, um, uh, also didn't stay tzaddikim? What's what's the deal with them? Is so the parties again? Is we, we... Uh, no, no, no. we just no. Before it was specific to parties. Only four. Right, that Riv That was the final straw over there. Do we only talk about two people? We Correct. So what, we we what, talked to, we'll get we didn't get to we'll get to kiva but okay. so So Shmuel found Rabbi Yehuda hanging out by the chair uh, by the door uh and he was crying. So uh, it's famous that he would study like all day and all night, and then it's when he no longer had the strength to study, he would sit in the back of the base medrash to at least stand up in front of the Torah scholars who were there and to review his learning. And so he would be like hanging out by the door. I don't know exactly what it was, uh, where he hung out there, what he was doing, but that's what the expression is. He's totally hanging the Ivrida in the door uh, door jamb. By the bolt. By the bolt, yes. I don't know exactly what the... very specific. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's, it's trying to describe what what we're in the door or the. Uh, I was saying usually they're like people that hang out in the back of the basement. So at any rate, so uh, he was crying. Now, why was he crying? He said, "Sharp one." I'm sorry. The uh, they, the the Reb uh, Shmuel said to Reb Yehuda, and Reb Yehuda's nickname was "Sharp one." He was very sharp. He said, "Why are you crying? What are you worried about?" So he understood that Amale basically he was crying because he had spent a lot of effort learning Torah, and he was afraid that his Yetzirah would get the better of him, so he said uh, so the question was he said "You're a sharp one what are you why are you worried? Why are you fearful that somehow you uh, the learning might not uh, keep you straight me." but what about the following rab- great rabbis that were so learned and they their yit got them? it says ay so. where is the scribe where is the one who used to count the, to- the, the towers ay the scribe the early torah scholars used to count every letter 300,000 letters in the torah osu shivah torah ay she- shokoshok kan they knew how to weigh the light mitzvahs and the heavy mitzvahs ay sofra is the mcdolan Now, what does it mean they used to count the towers? There's an area of halacha called the flying tower. um, They levitated a tower. It's, again, in the halachas of Tumah. And it's very complex. And there's 300 halachas in in that alone. There's 300 questions Doag and Ahitofel, who were historical figures, who were great scholars, knew just to add questions on them. And uh, as great as they were in learning, somehow they made the list of people that lost their share in the world to come. So, that, so what does that have to do with us? We are not as big a scholar as them. In other words, he was trying to Learned the Gemaras about the flower, the tower flying in the air, and he he realized that he didn't understand it as well as those great people, and those great people lost their share in the world to come. So what's going to be with us? So Mele, he said back to him. Shmuel uh, said, sharp one Tina You misunderstand. They had a problem for their very beginning. They had uh, their hearts were troubled, meaning." It doesn't just a person doesn't just wake up at one day and become a Russia. It doesn't doesn't work like that. In other words, it's not like he's a tzaddik every day of his life, and all of a sudden he says, "Oh, maybe he'll try the yitzharah." He's saying that there's something wrong in their hearts. That's why one of the big mussar books is called Duties of the Hearts. Chayvus If you work on your heart, and that's why we need to be wholehearted. If your heart is good, you person won't have problems. Doesn't mean you won't make a mistake, but uh, you got to worry about the heart. So that was his answer that they had Tinim. So, what was the Tina? Uh, what happened? I mean, Acher made it all the way to Pardes. Now, you got to learn many long years to get to the Pardes. <laughs> so, what kind of Tina did he have? So, uh, so Acher Mai, my, my, so w- w- obviously he was a great scholar. So, the mentions Zemri Yavoni Lo He, He was a fan of Greek music. He loved that Greek music. And apparently, that was the idol music. Omar Allah Al And not only that, they say, When he would get up from the base medrash, they found these funny books of, uh, of strange beliefs there. So even though he still had the correct beliefs, he, there was something in him that made him explore these strange thoughts. Um, okay, so you see that he was different. Next, Shol Nibus the Gardius of Meir. Nemus, the weaver, had a question for a mayor. He said, basically, it's hard to understand. It really is somebody who would become that learned. You just don't find such a thing. That uh, person who experiences the uh, the beauty of Torah and learns Torah that they say, okay, I, well, I think I'll try something else. It just doesn't happen. Like, the, you know, you find the other way, you find, you know, Balichuva that it's, you know, in the world it's nothing and then they want to try Torah, but you, you really very, it's, it's like there was one guy in history who bounced off. So they asked Ramir, um, he says, there's a rule normally, the kol omba, the nakhos, the yorosalek. When you put wool in the dye, the wool absorbs the dye. So if you, if, if Acher was so uh, absorbed in learning, why didn't the learning get absorbed in him? Amale, um, he answered him, If when it came out of its mother, basically with wool, as soon as you cut it off the, the lamb, which is the mother, it has, to, uh, it has to be cleaned. If you wait to clean it later, you won't get the stains out and then it won't dye properly. It's certain having to do with coloring the wool. So, if the wool is not clean right away, agavima lo sulik. So, he's basically saying the same answer that, uh, the, that if there were people that uh, later on bounced away, really the, 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 there was something there from the very beginning. Uh, there are certain people that uh, uh, it didn't happen right then. Okay, now we get back finally to Rebbe Kiva. Rebbe Kiva, he went up in peace and he went down in peace. He wasn't harmed from that vision. Then uh, that's what the pasuk says in Shir So, Af Reb Now, how could it be that uh, you know, once one rabbi got died, one rabbi got deranged, one rabbi went off, and Rabbi Kiva, Oh, that's fine. <laughs> you know, how was your party? Oh, it was great. <laughs> so, how come he was so different than all the others? What? What was that? So, the word says actually, the, the the angels did try to get him off. Malachi, it wasn't so easy. There, there was more. The angels tried to knock him off up there. Bikash L'dokfo, they wanted to push him. They wanted to not kick him. What is this guy doing here? Baruch Hu. And Hashem had to intervene. He said, Niku Let the old man alone. Shiroi L'sham He's okay. Hashem vouched for him. Oof. It's a scary place to part up there. Okay. my Dorish. Did he not vouch people? exactly what I was saying? Yeah, <laughs> all right, yeah. I don't know. And <laughs> um, by the uh, way, Rav Kiva did not have the most auspicious story. Right, 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 right. Okay. Very good. Okay. Now we begin uh, well, so now more just wants to know there's a how when a person does something dangerous, they have to focus on something. So my dorish, what was Revi Kiva's key to make sure that he wouldn't mess up when he went all the way to the Pardis, as Rashi says. My Dorish, From where did he figure out the place of the Shkina to be careful, Shalot not to steer too much, or Inami Shloto to Acher, or not to make the same mistake? So, what was Rev Akiva's guidepost? So, back to the Gemara. Omar Rabbi Bar-Chana. now, by the way, Rabbi Barchan was one of the famous, uh, all, all the got the stories of Rabbi Barchan, a uh, very mystical person, Omar Rev he says, It says, "Va'asus amirivas kodesh." This word "va'asus" could be understood. He made an os. He made a sign uh, of the of Hashem's holiness. Os he be ravavavishalo. Ravos the dogle mirvava. He made a dogle a a. Um, it's like a flag. Duke hi be ravavishalo. Reish Lakish says, "Hashem swakos adonu He was his master. Rav Kiyabaravu lo baruch uh, Hashem isn't found Baruch, ruach and not in the uh, in the heavy winds. Lo berach Hashem, Rash uh eish is the fire. Lo Hashem, va'achar eish. And after the fire, the winds, and the cold mabadaka is the soft, still voice. over Hashem. Basically, uh, they their connection to Hashem. Each one of them is giving a different theory about how they stayed focused on their amuna. Has to do with amuna. Each one had a different way of expressing their amuna. Um, basically, a person has to have a relationship with Hashem. Uh, the, the person's going to get tested in life; he's going to get shaken, and he, if he has a certain focus with his amuna, so then he uh, um, he's able to uh, overcome things. So, the, just a question uh, again: uh, This is really a deep, you know, is it a sign? Is it a flag? Is it a, uh, a focus on Hashem? I can't really go into, you have to look into, Have spent time figuring out what the, the nuance here is. I don't even think the art school really goes into it. He just translates the words. Uh, um, but each one of them was saying what Revi Kiva spoke to us. Okay, Taner Abadna, and she said, Now, earlier we quoted that Acher um, had some inside information. You know, when you have inside information, Uh, So just like politicians, they, you know, find out what stocks they buy. (laughs) They got inside information. So, too, if you're a sage, uh, sometimes you get inside information. And unfortunately, his inside information was that everybody else's juva will be accepted, but not you. That was what his inside information was. That was the basis. Uh, And in this particular case, his inside information messed him up because he didn't try, because he said, what's the use? So that, that's what we quoted the whole previously. So where did he get that information from? How do how does how do you? So we're going to see that the the information is available from the Shadim. So that's false news and basically fake news. No, it was true. No. no oh well, no, it wasn't <laughs> true. So he misunderstood <laughs> it. Uh, but uh, that's uh, so. Shishad v'vod n'amr b'shadim. There's uh, Shadim are a spiritual force. The only thing is they're really from the dark side. So there's six things that are said. Uh, about Shaden, Shloshik in three ways they're like angels, and Shloshik in three ways they're like human. They have wings like Malchai Eishores. and they can travel Misofol from one end of the world to the other, just like the angels. V'Yodei and Ma'isha Leos and they know the future. Kamalach Eishores. how can they know the future? So that that's a uh, you have to be like a. Um, um, an angel is really just a uh, a machine, really, so they don't have the capability of knowing. so more says they hear things from behind the curtain they since they hang out behind the curtain and they hear information, just like the angels. Flow shouldminate autumn in three ways, they like people, Okva shows they eat, and they drink like people, Parmer rub, they're fruitful, and that multiply Adam well and they die like people. She warm them autumn. there There's six things about people uh. Uh, by people before we were talking about demons now we're talking about people people are half man half angel in three ways they're like angels in three ways like animals people hopefully have knowledge kamohaysh just like the angels and they walk upright they they don't walk on all fours just like the angels um and they speak hebrew Shlosha shlosheka in three ways they're like an animal oklashoshin uh, sometimes people say that it's, it's not Hebrew. The Hebrew uh, 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 to turn Hebrew into Leshon needs a little more. Um, it's, 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 you hear that remark often. I don't know exactly what. In other words, there, there's the language of Hebrew, and then there's Leshon Hakodesh, a holy, a holy tongue. Definitely, Hebrew can be made into the holy tongue. I'm just repeating what I've heard uh, Which is said. is why we
1: say certain things in Aramaic, like Kodesh, for example, is in Aramaic, because they say that the angels don't understand.
0: Right. But I'm just saying that modern Hebrew isn't necessarily Lush and Akodesh is what oh, they're right, saying. Right. Because that they, what they, it's interesting, like Lush and Akodesh has no curse words and no dirty words. And so modern Hebrew, like, stole dirty words from, you know, Aramaic and from other cultures. So that we have them. <laughs> and we were fine without, I mean, even a bathroom is the room of the chair, Bezaki Like, you know, it's a very clean, uh, you know, r- relations well, the are. Right. bathroom is also a clean word because w- it's a, it's a, it's a right. room of a bath. Um, when we have, like, somebody has relations with their wife, it's called the, uh, uh, um, uh, the they mishnah mishmamita, they they use the bed. Like, it's a very clean and proper and holy language. Uh, and so what modern Hebrew did was, in some cases, they wanted to say dirty things, so they, they borrowed things from other languages and cultures and threw them into Hebrew. Uh, but the, the basic original Hebrew is Lashon <laughs> Right, Hashmal, other things. Okay, back to more. So they eat and they drink like animals, and, and, rava, and they eat fruitful and multiply like animals, or mozire, and they go to the bathroom like animals. Um, it's really a, div, a bigger subject how the demons work uh, and, and whether they are demons and uh, what the message is. The message to us is about humans, that humans can be like angels in certain ways. Okay, so we said before that there's certain things that you're not supposed to focus on. Uh, and if people dedicate their life to uh, these things, they'd be better off if they were never born. Strong statement. So, be ma'ala, ma'ala, I understand what's above, what's below, myla acher, what's before. Those those all make sense. Those things are people are wasting their time. You're not put in the world to waste your time. El but to study history or what happened, my What what what's so bad about that? I mean, it 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 you'll you'll be able to find records of things, and uh, it's, it shouldn't be so bad. So, Reb Yochum loves to it's like a king that tells his servants, paltzen gadol Build me a big palace where that garbage dump is. they went and they built it. Ain shema The king doesn't like to hear about the garbage dump anymore. Now his palace is there. Now, so somebody says, which you believe, in this palace there used to be a garbage dump here. No, that's not. Enough. You don't say that in the palace. That's you know. So too, you don't talk about past uh, past things that aren't so pleasant. Okay.
1: Uh huh. Just contrast that with what we're about to say on Purim, and they go through the history books and they discover about uh, Mordechai saving the king, which leads to the redemption. So uh, how can we say that going back in history necessarily is so bad when going you know, through that history was a uh, guhula?
0: I wonder if it's negative things in history. Um, I don't know how the Gemara knew Free that. History. What? creation? Right, but, but somehow we're saying the dump, you know, like it's like well, mentioning the. Was so but was it all bad before creation, or the? Um, Joey saying that there is a concept that it said like Hashem built worlds and destroyed them, so evidently what was there before creation wasn't so good. That was the dump. So maybe like to talk about the dump, um, that maybe not necessarily the study of the past, but going to before creation where it was those uh, uh, broken worlds, so to speak. Uh, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I, I I haven't really understood exactly what these things are. I, I've been just explaining that there are things that we really have no way to know. It's beyond. It's like studying something that's a waste of time. Uh, you know, if it was this, well, you have no way to know, and so why why bother? It's it's not a truth that you can uh, uh, build on. Okay, moving on. Uh, so uh, then we said um, that uh, um, that certain people. Uh, Shalom class al if somebody doesn't have respect for their maker, they'd be better off not coming to the world. So Mahi, what are we referring to? So Revav Omarza Mistako This refers to somebody that steers or overfocuses on the rainbow. says That's somebody who does the sin in secret. So Amora says Mistako Bakeshis, how do you know uh, that the you shouldn't stare at the rainbow. Um, it, the image of the rainbow is like the image of Hashem. He mara Hashem. We don't stare. We're supposed to be afraid of the image of Hashem. When we view Hashem, we're supposed to approach Him with yira, with a sense of awe. And embarrassment that we are are not quite uh, haven 't always lived up to Hashem, in other words we 're supposed to have years Hashem when a person stares at Hashem, um, you find that that 's disrespectful. Um, you find when they moved the aron, there were people that stared at the Aaron and they were killed or they didn 't show the right respect and so staring at the rainbow instead of being in awe of Hashem, a person is uh, is more looking at him as a curiosity or uh, um, it's, it's the wrong attitude or something. But it's, it is interesting. Like, uh, I, can't, I, I don't think we can relate to that. We don't find, today I wouldn't say somebody that likes rainbows is like uh, in big trouble or something. It's, it's more of staring at the Shekhinah. If, if a person senses godliness, he should feel the, the lowliness of man. Rav he says, it refers to a person that commits a virus in secret, meaning they're afraid of people, but they're not afraid of Hashem. It's one thing, there are certain kind of people that are not afraid of anybody. So uh, we get that they're just not afraid of anybody. But a person who's concerned what other people think, but doesn't th- think that Hashem sees—that's even worse. The Kedudam Over Avay If people sin in private, they push away the feet of the Shechina. She never Hashem Kisev or The heaven is Hashem's chair, and the and the the world, the earth, Hashem's presence is his footstool. Didn't we learn that if a person sees that as Yetzirah is getting to him, he should go where nobody knows him. This way, nobody's going to learn from him and say, oh, he's a religious person, he does things. No, let him go somewhere where nobody knows him and dress in black and, and wrap himself in black and let him do whatever he feels like. It's a famous argument, like if a person goes where he shouldn't go, Take off the yarmulke, you know, like go to the, you know, if a person's eating where they shouldn't eat or doing, should they like, you know, should they at least do it in secret? So Amor says, Um, This is also a deep concept. Uh, Sometimes a person can't conquer his Yetzirah. He's not expected to. So the least he can do is do it in secret. Do it where nobody, nobody sees, nobody will learn for. It. There are other times that you could defeat the Yetzirah. So then you can't just go in secret and sin. Uh, it's a matter of control, controlled sin. Um, so th- this has to do with what's called the Kudus HaBachira, which means Hashem knows that there are certain sins that we're, we won't be able to avoid and we might not be punished for because we really aren't, aren't capable of, of defeating that Yetzirah. So you can't get hung out. There are many people that are not expected to, to, to uh, uh, on their level, to defeat that Sahara. On the other hand, there are some people that could have defeated the Sahara. They have no excuse. So it's, it's really a tough question. Anybody who stares at three things, focuses too much, ain't of chaos. His eyes get weak. But if he stares at the rainbow, ben Nasi at the king. It, it, it means he's too critical of his leaders, by the way. He's overly focused on them. But Kohanim, or the Kohanim. As we said before, That's an image of the honor of Hashem. Hashem's uh, um, glory is on them and he's staring at them. If he stares at the Kohanim, when the Beis of they were standing on the uh, on the platform of working Israel, b'shem forish then he shouldn't do it. So the question is: Is this only then, um, or is this even today? So Tosos over here asked this question. Uh, in other words, even today, you're not supposed to stare at the Kohanim, not just when the base Amigdosh, Well, maybe we don't have the shem amaforish. You know, maybe that's it. But uh, that's. Uh, but that that is the question. Dorish reviewed him. Nachem yitargnere shlagish might exceed al tam and al olaf. What does that Pasuk mean? Uh, if, uh, don't trust your friend. A, a person has a Yetzirah, which is the voice inside him. That's his buddy. So, And sometimes the voice inside you says, eh, go do it. It'll be fun. Uh, just don't worry about it. So don't trust your Yetzirah. But, and sometimes he says, well, Hashem will forgive you, not a big deal. Qurishbour don't Al Al Ain Yetsahar. Your friend is the Yetsahar. He pretends to be your friend. Ra the in And The word Ela refers to Hashem, Shem and mi me maybe. So you might argue that if a person sins, you need a witness. Who's gonna testify that you really did it? Who's gonna know? Sometimes people feel like How does Hashem really know or pay attention to what I do? So the answer is no. A person's house and the beams of his house testify against him. A person's soul testifies against him. He's got inside, you know, Hashem has like a witness inside each person. Your neshama is inside you, seeing when you sin, he's going to testify against you. Mishka uh, the one that lies with you, your neshama, what's the thing? What's inside everybody? He says, no, he said there's two angels that are with you every day and they they're going to testify against you. You're being witnessed. A person should try to picture that, you know, that you have there's two witnesses up there who are recording, you know, who are watching you. And they're, they're a witness to everything you do, good or bad. Hashem says, I'm appointing messengers to guard you on all your ways. Your uh, own limbs testify against you. Okay, new Mishnah. New subject totally. Uh, so uh, we get back to Hagiga finally. So one of the aspects of chagiga is there is a mitzvah to do smicha to put your hands on the korban that you bring. So what about uh, this korban is, is uh, on yantuf? Do you do smicha? And uh, part of the issue is that we um, uh, we don't involve ourselves with animals. Uh, animals are muksa. So a korban, are you allowed to do smicha on a korban? So this was actually one of the very first arguments that's ever mentioned in the mishnah. At uh, the, the beginning, there were no arguments. They had such a clear tradition from Moshe Rabbeinu and passed down that there was nothing to argue about. This was one of the first. It's interesting. So let's see. Yosef and Yosar, Moshe l'olishma. He says no. Yosef and Yochanan says no. You should. Yeshua ben practiced that. Shlomlishma. Nita Rabbeinu, Omar lishma. Yudah ben Tava, Moshe l'olishma. Shemeshet, Omar lishma. Shame, Omar lishma. Avtalyan, Omar shlo lishma. Hilo, Menachem lo nechuk. They didn't argue. Now, most people don't know this. Before Hillel and Shammai, it was Hillel and Menachem. <laughs> so, uh, but Menachem left. Yotz and Menachem, Niklas Shammai. Menachem left the Sanhedrin, and along came Shammai. Uh, Rashi, Niklas Shammai, Lios Yosav, Beis, and He took over. So, uh, more wants to know, whatever happened to Menachem? <laughs> he didn't make the history books. What happened to him? So, uh, Shammai, Shlol, he said, no. Hillel, Yomashul, Lismach. And the rest is history. As we turn the page, how we showed him how you nasiim vishniim lehem. The way they had it was the first one mentioned was the head hancho, and the second one was the av beizdin, the head of the court. You had a nasi, a leader, and then you had the av beizdin, the head of the court. So if you look, the first three groups, they said not to do smicha. Vishnayim and two mizug rachronus, they said to do the smicha. We're trying to count the votes here. The, the the first ones we're saying were the Nisiyim, were the heads, and the second rabbi mentioned was always the Av Beisden, that's how Remeir understood it. The, they said, uh, in most cases that's true, but he says Yehuda ben Tava was the second one, was the Av beizdin, and Shim Meshetuk was the head. So let's see if we can bring a proof to that about which of the two, which one was the head and which one was the Av beizdin. So Rabbi Huda ben Tava, Huda ben Tava said, uh, we're going to prove that Rishim et was the head, because Rabbi Huda ben Tava was a great scholar, and he once was in a capital case. And he said, Ere ben Echema. He And uh, basically there were some criminals who, uh, if they wanted, to, going all the way back to the, the evil kings of Israel, Achav, one way to do away with somebody was to get false witnesses to testify against them and get the courts to execute them. So that's uh, the, and, um, that's a false witness. So Rehuda Mentava said he wanted to set an example, and he said in his court they executed a false witness. Now, Erebin uh, Nechema, he said, I should see the redemption, meaning that uh, I want you all to know, I went out of my way to kill a false witness, and he said, and part of the problem was the stukim didn't want to prosecute them. Shai Omer, they said, zomim they said, what happens if somebody wanted to testify to get somebody killed and you catch them before they kill the person? So the stukim say, they, the, the only way you can prosecute them is this, they actually did kill them, not if they just wanted to get them killed. And it's just the opposite, right, so that's what they, so therefore, I went out of my way to find such a person to kill him to, sh, to show everybody that they 're wrong. So, so shem said to him, and ben you should see the redemption, you, you killed an innocent person <laughs> he He said it to a very structure,, the sages saya use you have to get both it, you can never do one. The rule is you have to get both. They ain't loken, and you can't whip them at You So, in other words, you blew that one. So, uh, now I guess you got to bring him back alive, the one that you executed. So, uh, you can't do that. So, Miyad, from that time on, Kibbol of Yehuda ben Teva, ain't He decided, that's it, I'm not deciding any cases in court on my own. I'm not learning enough. Shem Unless I uh, go to Shem Bet Shetach. And every day, he used to go to the cemetery and uh, ask forgiveness from the one who he had executed. And people heard voices coming out of the cemetery. It must be that the person who was executed was talking to him. So who? He said, "No, that was uh, that was me. That was my voice going to the cemetery." Talking to him, and you know how you can prove it. After I die, you'll see. the You won't hear any sounds in the cemetery. So, but the bottom line is, we're not going into the story too much. But we see who the head was. So, uh, but the question was, what was the proof that they stopped hearing voices? When people, there's the idea that once people die, you can't really talk to them anymore. Even though you can go to the grave, but they can't answer you. So, but when two, when the person who wronged the other one dies, they can have it out in heaven. They finally get their day in court up there. So maybe once he died, he got the the, the noise that was heard was the voice of the executed one complaining about uh, Yehuda Ben Tava. And maybe once Yehuda Ben Tava died, piyusei paisa, either he made it up to him, or they had it out upon high. So the more said uh, uh, money. Hi, how would you know? I am If you say it's Reb Meir who says Shem and Shetuk was the head of the base, and Reuven ben Tava Nasi. So then the whole story makes sense. Hani Kamar Alach because he goofed and he said Alacha in front of his Rebbe. He should have. He should have um, asked him first. Eli Amis ben Tava Av But if you're going with the other view that Yehuda ben Teva was the head and Shem and Shetuk was. I'm sorry. Was the um, uh, he was the avesim. Was the was the second one? said it was the nasi avesim. He did nasi me mora Normally, he wouldn't even be in that position. You have to get the head of the court to sign off. So the gemara says, my kibo of the komar. He meant even let's the rufe, even to be part of a diff, of a court, not to make the decision. He wouldn't even vote on a court. Apparently, you're allowed to be part of a court even if the head isn't there. Da'filat trufei nabilo mitzvah. It meant that he wouldn't even be part of the court. Yotz Menachem, and to So then we said that Menachem left. Uh, usually, this was a lifetime position, the Supreme Court. So uh, how did anybody leave the Jewish uh, court? So hey, where did he go? Arbay Omar Yotz the Tarbisra. He said uh, he he went a bad way. Um, the tradition is he became one of the Essence, one of those people that lived on the mountaintops. You know the uh, those were the Essence. Rav says La voda Hamelak. the king the, he uh, the King used to uh, require people to go work for them, and they wanted the smart ones. So sometimes they would force the, the judges to go uh, work for the government. He took with him eighty students, and the students were wearing royal clothes. I don't know the significance of the Rashi says, Lovush big day malchus." I think it's trying to say that he was so great that he had even wealthy students, like even important students, 80 students that went with him. Um, Let's get back to the original discussion, which is uh, the the issue of uh, do you do smicha on the animals on a chagiga? So the big argument has to do what's wrong with uh, doing animals. That's the shvus. That's a rabbinic decree that we said that most of the t- if you were fully allowed to take care of animals, you'll come to violate the Shabbos. Uh, that, that, that's basically the concept. So, uh, but uh, you see from here that a uh, shvus, a rabbinic decree, shouldn't be light. The only problem with doing smicha on an animal is the rabbinic decree. And this was such a big argument. The Gemara said pshita. Isn't that obvious? The Gemara said shvus mitzvah itzriklei. It's even more than just a rabbinic thing. There's a mitzvah here. The Gemara said hanami pshita. That's also simple. Lafuke mamanda omar smicha gufa pligibe. No, there's an opinion that they argue if there was a mitzvah of smicha or not. Were they arguing if there was a mitzvah of smicha, or were they arguing uh, if you could do the mitzvah smicha on yantuf? What was the argument? Kamashmela that no bishfusu depleki that they're arguing in whether it's a you can do a rabbinic decree uh you can ignore the rabbinic decree does
1: the mitzvah override the
0: rabbinic decree everybody agrees there's a mitzvah but apparently it doesn't override that's the that's the question now you see uh, that smika bako kocho when they leaned on the animal this wasn't a a, a pet this wasn't a soft um uh, and this, by the way, some people that pet their animal, they're leaning that they don't move the animal. They just, you know, they, they're just touching it. Uh, but it must be over it, because that it could be is not forbidden rabbinically. It's actually moving an animal that's forbidden. Yeah? So
1: maybe you just answered my question. I'm trying to figure out what is the violation, the rabbinic problem with doing smicha. What, what is the problem? So you're putting your hands on it and you're pushing it. The coin
0: Goddle did that on uh, Yom Kippur. I mean, what, what, what is the problem with putting your hands on the Well, animals? so because, uh, because handling animals is the rabbis forbid, the person's muktzah. It's forbidden to handle animals on Shabbos or Yantif. So, well, it's, it's so I
1: mean,
0: right. So that goes into the discussion about when it's. Uh, but the moral wants to know is it even a rabbinic problem? Uh, it must be it's only a problem because smicha isn't just a touch, it's b'ko You put all your weight on that animal. Uh, be. I was wondering, uh, maybe Michael, you know, if you like jumped on the animal with all your weight and put your, would the animal move or the animal wouldn't? It wouldn't budge, him. You know, like. A, but what about a sheep?
1: Yeah, well, the These are, are, on the animal, Daca. Yeah. The that
0: one. The, the,
1: even the cows, though, only one-year-old um, cows,
0: right? Um, yeah. Could be, could be. So, but apparently, it's it's like a big. You know, when you put the
1: answer on the bottom, quoting Rashi. This, I'll just read this to you. Hmm. It says, by doing this act one's weight comes to be supported by the animal, which violates the shavuz on making direct use of an animal on
0: So uh, My question was, does the animal handle the weight, or does he, like, fall down when you lean on him? That's kind of what... Well, it uh, sounds
1: like you're putting your weight on that animal, and you're not supposed to use it for support. Right,
0: right. The isa, that lobe, now, because if you're going to say that you don't have to do it so hard so that you're just, like, going to touch it, Mike oven, of it, what are you going to do? Least uh, smoke, um, uh, you should be allowed. So it must be that it's B'kokokho. M'esvayim, the question? It says, speak to them. Some can only Jews have a mitzvah, but women don't. No, women do too. Or women are allowed. And you see from here that even if we don't, uh, it's muksa to uh, move an animal. And the question here is if women do an optional thing, doing the optional thing, does that become a mitzvah? So if you allow the women to do smicha, if it's a rishos and they're still allowed, so you see that that's why they can make the bracha vitzivanu. On that goes into this uh, this question. Omer uh, Yosi, Abba Ego Shozivke We once had a korban, maybe Le'azrus Nashim, and they he remembers being in the base of Megdush. They brought the cow to the base of Megdush, the V'samko so that the women could do smicha. So that sounds like that was the practice. So the says, No, not necessarily. Maybe that wasn't always the practice. It'll make them feel better. And if you're really required to do it with all your energy, just to make them feel good. Are we going to do something that's not allowed? Maybe you don't need to do it with all your strength. Logmore says, Aim alone being really you need to do with all you stem lo for you Maybe that's what they told them. It's not because that uh, um, women have a mitzvah smika. Maybe typically the They didn't do the real thing. Maybe they just did a um, you know, they just did a nice they made nice, but they didn't do the whole uh, what, what does it mean they made nice? That conceptually the person when the animal is given over, they're transferring themselves to the animal. So they did it, instead of actually doing the smicha, where they leaned and jumped on the animal, they just did a pat, and they like spiritually pretended they were doing it. So the more answers chad ve'od. We'll stop here, two lines.